the thing that I that really resonated with uh, others. That's why I get projects. Is because your willingness to add value to people. I think that would be my biggest, for example, superpower. I think it's the willingness to add value to people. It's not just you. Yo, everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the, another episode of the Design Live Show. In episode 106 of TDLS, I got a chance to sit down with Dustin Carbonera. He is a Filipino branding and graphic designer and design history enthusiast. He also founded the ISO Design PH, a design platform that aims to tell and curate Philippine graphic design for the world to see. Additionally, Dustin is a firm believer that great design is founded in modesty, empathy, and integrity. In this episode, we talk about his amazing grown-up stories. We also talk about some interesting graphic design history, what is CDAP or CDAP and why it exists, and some exciting things ahead for graphic designers in the Philippines, and why adding more value to people uh, would be more really, really important for you as a design expert and much much more so hopefully you'll enjoy this episode as much as i do so it's been a long overdue and hopefully uh, this would add value to whatever you are doing right now your passion project right and your business or your brand if you're building a brand so hopefully this would really help you a ton and uh, if you haven't already and if you find this interesting please Uh, please do let me know. Email me and DM me. I always respond to any DMs. All right. So you could also follow the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting app like Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, and uh, Google Podcasts. Right. So I don't want to waste your time anymore. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jay Christ, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Me again, Jay Christ, and live show. I'm super excited to, you know, to have another great podcast here, right, in TDLS. So actually, we're recording it uh, around 9 p.m. Philippine time. So, and uh, uh, I'm I'm super excited to learn more about uh, the processes of my guests right now, and then you know, practical experiences that we could share to anyone who are listening. Uh, in the podcast or following the podcast, especially for creatives out there, designers and uh, aspiring entrepreneurs there who want to, you know, uh, uh, level up with in terms to their to their career path or you know business or passion project that you are doing right now. So yeah, without further ado, Dustin, man, thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast. How are you doing, man? Hey man, thank you for inviting me. For even inviting me at all, I've you know I've I've seen your work before. I've actually pleasure, seen your man. work. I've seen your podcast because one of my friends or some of my friends have actually guested here. So there, so I'm aware of your podcast. Kevin Santos, yes, the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've seen that you've you've got a lot of following and also some international, you know. 
um, guests so that you know you yeah, can bring more <laughs> value to people. So thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, it's all my pleasure, ma. It's all on me, uh, and um, you know I'm super grateful to have you on the on the podcast. So just to give some context, you know, before we 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 try to dig deeper on on our topics right now here on on our podcast episode. Can you give a little background on how you get started with with in terms to the to your design uh, design career right now? Uh, and uh, uh, for anyone who haven't heard Dustin, who is Dustin? Well, a lot of people have not heard of me. That's for sure. <laughs> um, well, um, as a starter, I well I started as a I, so I'll go way back. So when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I took up journalism, but what happened was one day, um, this I was in third year college, and Team Manila uh, Design Studio they came at our our school, so they discussed about graphic design, and I did not know that there is a a career like that. So I was like, oh, okay, so you can you can actually have a career designing, and at that time I was learning Photoshop, not really designing designing the technicals of it, uh-huh. but. But just you know, um, tinkering with design, some creating some edits for uh, your crush or something like that. So that's what that got <laughs> me started in Photoshop. So when I saw Team Manila, I was like, oh, so there's a career like that. So, so you can say you can safely say that it was because of Team Manila that I dreamt of being a designer. That you can actually make a career out of that, but of course it wasn't really easy for me because, for one, I was I was a journalism student. It was on my f- third year, and back then there weren't many resources about design. I think the closest that you can have would be say Deviant Art or Multiply. So for some uh-huh. of your listeners, if they don't know Multiply. <laughs> They're very young. <laughs> they're very young. So, eh, toka yung MySpace, right? Or yeah, yeah, yes, Friendster, <laughs> Friendster, yes, yeah, like testimonials and all that. So, yeah, we're yeah. so old, dude. Oh man, uh, <laughs> don't let them know. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there weren't many resources. If you go to the library. There aren't much design books, or I guess I wasn't really that interested yet in the technicals of it. But so there, so it took me. So after graduation, so fast forward to graduation, I didn't really get a design job. Although I really wanted to have a design job, I didn't get one. Um, it took me two years to actually land a real graphic design job, and that really started my career when it comes to like I was in business communications uh, in a BPO. Yeah, BPO here in the Philippines. So, um, business communications as a designer. So that got me started in really, you know, having that courage to say that I am a legitimate graphic designer. But my background really is, you know, YouTube University. <laughs> so there. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And I think uh, I just want to learn more when you're, you know, when you when you're just uh, young and when you're. Growing up as a, you know, as a kid, uh, probably, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, an average kid or uh, here in the Philippines. Yeah, you know, in what March. is like uh, uh, growing up? Uh, uh, ano yung parang experience mo growing up in the Philippines? Well, I 
I don't think that I have something that's extraordinary. I'm just I'm just you mm-hmm. know a regular kid. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do remember is this: that when I was younger, I think I had inclinations of being a designer because mm-hmm. in my high school, when I was in high school, um, what I really like creating logos. So in my last year with Uh, senior year, I created one logo per per classmate. That's that's my gift. Oh. To mm-hmm. So little did I know that after years that I'd realized that hey, I really wanted to create logos, and that's what, and that is my like like bread and butter today, which is branding, um, logos. Uh-huh. I really like creating logos because for me, imagine creating something that um, would would try to explain the whole context of a say uh, a company or an organization or uh, an individual so that's how big logos are for me from there i got you and actually you know i find your 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 style you know it's really awesome to to really find you know to really uh find something that you've created and uh, one of the things that I've seen is the Cavite Armalite ah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. that's where I connected you so yeah. I, I, I've, I've connected with you hey, oh Dustin is from Cavite pala right so yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah. for for more collaborators for more awesome people to be on the podcast why not I should you know connect with him and uh, so I, I message you right and then yeah. I've seen this one And it it's it's really you know it's really parang bumabalik talaga yung pagkabata mo eh di ba mm. pag nakikita mo yung ganitong logo and uh, and uh, and you've mentioned uh, you know uh, on our on our uh, before we we record the podcast mm-hmm. right and you you've been you've been uh, parang very interested with graphic design history right so yeah. kailan ba to next start how did you start with uh, yung interest mo with graphic design history ah well for one having a journalism background i one of the things that i like is digging up stories so automatically one of that is history so i really like history philippine history and then it's like when you became a, when i became a designer um i was trying to look for some you know um related literature about our design history in the philippines and i found very scarce mm, i think mm-hmm. there was an attempt before uh, i forgot her name but there's this one designer who migrated already to the to europe i think in spain um i forgot her name but she tried to create like uh, a book or a booklet about philippine graphic design history but because even Even in her words, she said that the references mm-hmm. are so scarce that you have to really try to get context from things. But in reality, we have a rich history. It's just that it's not documented, at least not formally documented. And that's one of my dreams for Philippine mm-hmm. graphic design, which is to document. Um, and I think with all the movements that are happening right now, for example, Um, so I started I saw design, uh, which is uh, trying to document and tell Philippine graphic design stories. That's one. Um, 
Uh-huh. And there are so many other movements happening right now. For example, Type 63 focusing on type. Um, mm-hmm. Another one is uh, Joey Alviar of Team Manila. He also has an extensive list of things when it comes to Philippine graphic design history. We still have um, some graphic designers who are alive today who were back then, 1970s. We had are so great of a time when it comes to graphic design. We have Ige Ramos, we have Freka Bading, we have Bobo Yonzo. Yes, those so people, mm-hmm. yeah, we we those people actually saw, if I could say, the golden time of graphic design in the Philippines, mm-hmm. 1970s, 1980s, when their references were like magazines or books from the US, and because the references were so scarce, only limited people were practicing the craft so i guess that's why design back then was so you know um structured so to speak so there gotcha gotcha and uh 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 within terms to you know let's say uh, uh we we interested the history is mm-hmm. there you know marami ban technical parts but to really you know make this happen Uh, right now, especially there's a lot of movement, right? There's a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. great stuff happening in the Philippines, and I'm also one of the excited uh, mm-hmm. individuals to really happen, uh, to really make that happen. Uh, what's your, you know, what's your perspective about that? What's, you know, what's the little thing that we miss out to really make these things happen? I think, well, for one, I think we're not really, at mm-hmm. least mindfully. Like hey, we we really need to sit down and list all these things. Mm-hmm. It's it's like all of us have scattered pieces. Like you have you have yeah. a piece mm-hmm. of history with your podcast, so that's one. Um, we could we could really say that hey, you're part of design history in the Philippines because you're actually doing something right. So mm-hmm. it's like everyone has a piece of the puzzle, but no one has really made an effort to really. Mm-hmm. Well, again, there's one. It's just that she had other priorities right now, but uh-huh. um, she, not yet of a, like, hey, can I have a piece of that so that we can, you know, try to piece it all together. But the good thing about graphic design is it's evolving. And uh-huh. I don't think that the stories would stop. We would always have some great, vibrant graphic design stories that we could tell. So the it's like a book that will never end. But, My goal is at least trying to um, put the pieces together. Um, and one, um, one of my goals is to create a book. And yeah, um, there under ISO Design and um, Communication Designers Association of the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And uh, I think. Uh, uh, Like what you mentioned, just I just want to highlight with with times to you know uh, 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 putting all these pieces right, shattered mm-hmm. pieces of the design uh, history right, and uh, uh, it's it, it's really you know probably malaking ano siya trabaho talaga you know yeah, it's a it really is. it's really it's really a, a tremendous it should have a tremendous amount of work. Now we need to put in to really make sure that we put the right pieces in and at the right place, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
and for and for everyone who you know want to contribute right and probably uh it's it's a mind mindset as well you know we need to change the narrative like what Dustin said we need to change the narrative of you know being a lone wolf right or mm-hmm. or being uh i you know i just want to make uh, i just want to uh, make a living right so probably we could you know we could we could go together collaborate in some way or, not, or another and uh, and actually i realized when i'm t- talking with you dustin that uh, somehow uh, it somehow really connects with with how i do my works and mm-hmm. you know, my life works i just want to i just want to connect the dots as much as i can and at the same time contribute uh, those practical you know insights that i get from awesome designers you know entrepreneurs that i've talked to and then hopefully hopefully uh someone would you know would uh bag that or you know mm-hmm. add under under packet uh, somehow in their journey as well and experiences and yeah and it's uh, you know it's really i'm empathizing with you as well i'm really yeah, yeah. You know, i'm really I'm really connecting with you on that. And speaking of CDAP, right? So, uh, just to shift gear a little bit with CDAP, uh, can, can you share a little bit about that for anyone who haven't heard that? And uh, what is CDAP? CDAP, oh. to be exact. Mm-hmm. Well, CDAP is Communication Designers Association Association of uh-huh. the Philippines, and it's pretty young. I think it was uh, it was started 2017. Um, founding members are from Team Manila, uh, Sir Joey, um, who is the current president right now. I mm-hmm. think um, Angela from Adobo Magazine. Um, of course, everyone in the design community knows Dan, um, Sir AJ. So there. Um, but, you know, it's a pretty young, uh, what do you call this, group organization. But the goals are really high. Mm-hmm. Because if we really want to make some changes here in our local design history, it's not just them. It's just that someone had to start the the process. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, who who better start the process than the ones who actually went into some battles when it comes to graphic design here in the <laughs> Philippines? And it's just that I'm a I'm trying to be a a, a contributor, and it shouldn't stop at us right so uh-huh. I, so it's just that um it's like waves right so waves uh, first wave second wave and all oh no no let's not use that let us not use that i uh, know um <laughs> uh what do you call this um um analogy so try nothing edit you know um it's like um for example passing the torch because there will always be someone who needs to get the torch so that things can get going so gotcha mm-hmm. so there i'm really excited for cdap because they i i really think that uh, we'll be cooking up um some exciting things for the design community but it's mm-hmm. again it's going to take so much effort but not just from us but the whole design community because yeah. if you really want think, to make yeah. it happen things happen mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest question here is: Are you ready, f- you know, of the work that it demands, right? So it, I think it demands a lot of work, a ton of work, right? And uh, especially uh, a shift with in terms to mindset, 
yeah. especially here in the Philippines, right? So the culture, you know, uh, we're very traditional. Uh, ako, I'm, fr- I'm from the Cavite. Kab- I grew up in Silang. So very traditional, uh, more on uh, agriculture area, right? And yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that should be, you know, should be done first before we probably, you know, uh, make that happen. And I'm glad that it's happening right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, gradually, right? I think that's, that's a great, that's a great thing as well. And yeah, Dustin, thank you so much for sharing that. I just want to, you know, uh, sh- uh, uh, what, what you call this, learn more on how you, you know, how you created Kabiti Armalite inspired oh, font. Okay. So this is one thing that, you know, uh, I've, I'm really interested in when in terms to how you, you know, how you did your research, right? And how did you uh, put all these pieces and then, you know, create an, you know, uh, amazing, amazing piece of font, you know, that you put out there. Well, can, can you share a little bit about this project, uh, oh. especially for Capitano, so uh, probably makaka-relate sila. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Capitano. Shout out. What's up, Souths? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing about that is it's just a, a small, really it's an exercise for me because Cavite Arma type is my first attempt into actually creating something of a type. So uh, it's not really an original thing for me. Um, if mm-hmm. Well, if you're Caviteño, you would actually know because you've seen these things before. Um, it's pretty prevalent here in Cavite to see that Cavite Armalite, and no one knows the history of it, or at least to the extent of the digging that I've tried making. No one knows, but it's just you know ingrained in our in our subliminal. If you're Caviteño, you actually know that that yeah. um, what do you call this that Cavite Armatype. So the process was was is, is actually boring, much like in everything. Um, because foundational things are boring, but you have to do it because these are the things that work. So when I was doing the the sketches every day, I felt like, mm-hmm. will this even make sense? But I, I also knew that this font wouldn't be as usable, but it was more of a display font, an abstract experimental font that um, what I did was... Uh, created words, at least the the names of the you know the places here in Cavite like Imus, Dasma, Silang, Tagaytay. So mm. those things, not just Cavite itself, but the places also here in the, in Cavite. So it's it's one way showing my love for this for the South, right? So the, yeah, yes, South United, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. unite. Yeah, that's really cool. And actually, I don't know as well kung ano yung makakontribute ko dito sa history ng uh, Cavite Armalite font. Kasi parang, you know, like what you've said, uh, growing up, I've seen this a lot uh, sa right. mga jeepney, sa tricycle, right? And uh, I, I didn't put time or, you know, put my energy to really dig deeper on how, right. how it, it started. And actually, that's one thing that uh, we should learn from you as well because as a journalist right or as a designer or a, uh, or for anyone who just getting started right so probably you should put uh, put some time to uh, 
to dig deeper a little bit mm-hmm. on your on your artwork or on the design yeah. that you are doing, right? So put uh, probably put a little more love <laughs> for mm-hmm. uh, and then and then that's one thing, right? Yung process, uh, yung research, right? So, and it's another story, and uh, and uh, uh, one thing that I've learned uh, from how you do it is is to to make sure that uh, hindi mo siya na uh, nakakalimutan dun sa process yeah. mo right mm-hmm. and that's usually parang nagiging ano ren uh, nagiging problems within terms of mga aspiring designers or creatives out there they they forgot to to add uh, a research to 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 their designs to their yeah. logo and in some uh, and how i put it uh, based on your perspective Dustin is when you do this right and when you add research probably it would uh, it would add value as well on on your creative uh, creative output right and it would you know probably it would contribute a lot in, yeah. on how you see or how you build uh, uh, an uh, uh, an amazing work right and you yeah. know that's you know it's amazing man so hopefully I, I give justice on that. So well, yeah. yeah, I mean to add to that, research is like uh-huh. it's more of the bulk of the work that needs to be done when uh-huh. it, when you when you try not just in fonts, right? But you know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in design work, research is the biggest part of things because before you even start, say, opening up your programs. The first thing that you uh-huh. really need to do is understand the creative brief because, um, well, uh, I've I've been into situations where I tried opening up my programs and just designing and not understanding the creative brief at all. So what happens is we end up wasting um, our time, like my time, and then my client's time. So that's the problem. So I've learned that research uh-huh. would really be the bulk of the the work understanding context what if this thing is like for example oh so you learned that this item is this but the question is have you checked multiple sources it's 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 sort sort of should be common but it's not for example uh-huh. that's what that's the reason why we share a lot of things in social media without even verifying it with other sources. So in design, that's the same thing. You should be researching, like, are these, is this even verified by three or at least three or four sources? That's how you do uh, Uh better Mm -hmm. in design research. Gotcha. So uh, as you mentioned, Dustin, just to dig deeper on design research, uh, what's your best practical advice for you know? Uh, additionally, for those you've mentioned already, so what's your you know uh, what's your process in, within terms to design research for research for anyone who out there who haven't heard this term before? Because you know, as a designer, I just want to create cool things, right? I just want to design beautiful things, right? <laughs> what yeah. should I do? Research, right? What should I do? This one, this processes. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, what what's your perspective about that? Well, if you just want to create nice things, I think that's mm. on the realm of art. As I've uh-huh. said in one of my classes, art makes you feel, but design makes you understand. Because for 100%. one, art is more of a, hey, for example, 
uh, you're looking, we're looking at the same painting, but you get something else, I get something else. And that's the role of art. Mm-hmm. It should be beautiful and it should make you feel. But when it's designed, if you're looking, if we're looking at the same poster, like a communicative poster, you got something else, I got something else, then that design fails because we should be getting the same message. We should be getting the same message. So for mm-hmm. one, um, you need to do your research because you need to know how you would communicate because graphic design, as mentioned by Massimo Vignelli, the great Italian designer, um, you design is about communicate graphic design is about communication so if we don't communicate we fail in designing it's not just making things look nice um function which is to communicate should come first then the form will follow so there gotcha gotcha that's super practical and you know super powerful for anyone who you know who just getting started especially for graphic designers out there who are listening So uh doesn't just you know shift a little bit okay. uh, shift gear a little bit uh uh when, when when we when we you know when you are uh just going back to Kabiti Armalite font mm-hmm. or type uh when you you know when you're creating this one uh did you you know did you find some sources uh, within our within our within Kabite or talagang wala talaga or how how do you, you know how do you start in 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 some way or what's your process to really start from, um, okay. from from scratch to uh to your end result well for one wala talaga masyado there wasn't really that much of a literature when it comes to hey what's the history of this um mm-hmm. when you do a quick search it's just that it's there so uh-huh. f- for one wala ka nang related literature about it so what do you do then then Um, the next sensible thing that you can do is okay. So, if there's no history for it, what could other what could other parts of Cavite history that you can infuse in this? So, how can you make it personal? How can you make this like, hey, if I'm com- from mm-hmm. Cavite, how can I connect from it? So, the next thing is you personalize it. So that's what I did uh, for for gotcha. for Cavite. So, it's blatantly Cavite, and then other other experiments of it would be other places here in in Cavite again like Imus or or Silang so I, if you if yeah. you check Chawit. my work and uh-huh. andun sila so they they are there so yeah so there um but along the research is you'd also find some crazy things or or like for example stories like um of course the famed Nardong Putik is Caviteño right so gotcha so There other history on the Katipunan movement here, so you get to learn a lot of things. But then again, you know this, but how will this connect to the end goal? So you learn, but you also filter what you need to include in the final product. Gotcha. Yeah, that's super cool, and use super useful as well. Yeah, I hope and, it was. Uh, yeah, you are <laughs> checking it out. Yeah, uh, I'm checking it out. So there is Imus, Kawit, Dasma, Tansa, Naik, Silang, right? <laughs> so I, I uh, actually I'm very familiar with Cavite only, right? So yeah, uh, I think they they uh, I don't know whoever who made this probably the creator of this want to 
unite all these you know all these towns or cities right uh, into one form uh, yeah but that's I why think, probably mm-hmm. yeah but i really think you know um so my my mm-hmm. hunch so uh-huh. this is just a theory from me so after some yeah so because Cavite is known for like the gangsters right so there's even a, ah, uh, mm-hmm. there's even a movie about like um, I think it was Ramon Revilla Sr. and then Fernando Po Jr. Like, Akin ng Tondo Iyo Ang Cavite or something to that. I forgot ah. the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. Cavite is known for like the gangsters of that age. So perhaps, perhaps, I don't think that the Armalite was old enough to be in the Katipunan. So that's uh, already an X in your history book, right? So the next closest would be the time of the gangsters. So I think that would be uh-huh. related to, to why we have the Armalite and the Cavite because we're known for those things. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should, you know, really dig deeper on this. You know, for yeah. anyone who are listening, right? So uh, we, we could we're probably... We're not advocating guns, right? <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're not. So we're, 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 uh, we're uniting the, the design... <laughs> designers here, creatives here, right? So you could, you know, you could reach out to Dustin if you have any insights there. You know, just don't spam Dustin, right? So this, uh, this is a busy guy here. Right? So yeah, if they have so, some yeah. stories, right? So they can share. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Dustin, uh, you know, uh, we on creating, right? So you, we mentioned design research, right? So before mm-hmm. we, we, we try to uh, often our software or tools, and then. And then try to create uh, some cool stuff that we want to create. Uh, what's your biggest struggles when in terms to you know when in terms to following that process or you know following that uh, uh, that trend, right? Mm. So and how how you overcome it, right? So I, uh, you've mentioned uh, you uh, I guess we've already said that. It's 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 really uh, a ton of work, right? So, yeah. uh, additionally, what's you know uh, pro- probably your personal experiences? What's your biggest struggle, and how do you overcome it? Struggle is, hey, real talk. A lot of times, I think I am, you know, a lot of times I am insecure that hey, can I actually do this? But mm-hmm. um, it also hits me, like for me. I believe that uh, um, this was a gift. Like, this is a gift from God. Like, this is only, the reason why I can design is because only of the grace of God. And it's in my website there. You can see it that I can design because of the grace of God alone. So, for one, I I always go back to the idea that if I am created to become a designer, then that's my role. So, I just stick to that role that, um, not really thinking much of the form, but I'm thinking of how can I effectively solve this person or this client's problem. So it's more of I take on this challenge because I want to solve their problem, not because I want to create something that's nice, but I'm more on the how can I solve their problem. So there, I when I get back to that point, it gives me comfort that hey, I've been doing this for a long time, and um, people actually believe in what I can deliver. So, so there, mm-hmm. they wouldn't get me. They wouldn't get me if they don't believe in me, right? So that's the first yeah. thing. That's the first thing that gotcha. that 
that the first thing why I actually have this project right now, it's because they believe in me first. So if they believe in me, then I should solve their problem. So there, that that keeps me back on track. And um, I also look at not just at past experiences, but also um, the excitement of the end product. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. of, hey, this is our goal. So how can we meet this goal? How can we... Um, or even go beyond the goal. So I'm really happy when the client comes back and say that, hey, we're... Oh, so can I can I share a story about that? Yes, please. Go. So so I'm, I'm designing for... Um, uh-huh. I don't know if I could say this, but... Well, I, I'm designing for... Uh, for some MSMEs, right? For, M- for mm-hmm. some MSMEs. And they are under a program of the government. So what I did, what our, pro- our role was to create packaging, better packaging for them. So for me, it's okay. So it's labels, labels of their products. So mm-hmm. it's not, although it's not really that, it isn't easy, right? It's not, no design work is easy. But it's just that, um, for me, it was work. So I had, I just had to deliver. So when I presented uh, the studies to this particular client, to, to this MSME, um, when they saw the design, they were really, I mean, it, because it was a video call, they saw the design and they were really happy. So I was like, wow, you could really change someone's mood because of good yeah. design. <laughs> and then what they said to me was this, like, uh, sir, thank you so much for designing this really nicely. Um, I wouldn't be shy in selling our products anymore with this kind of labels. So it's like, oh, wow, that's the level of impact of design for these people. For example, um, so I got, so of course I have a copy of their products. I just had to redesign it. Uh, but uh-huh. when when they saw the designs they already approved the look on the spot and they said that yun nga, they wouldn't be shy in selling these products uh now that it's designed like this so my realization is this people actually know what good design is it's just that mm. they don't know how to do it but they mm-hmm. know yeah they they know what really looks nice but on their end they just don't know how to do it so it's as designers, our role is to really help them get to that point where then, again, taking from their word, they will not be shy in showing their products to others. So when I when I heard that, I was like, "Wow, okay, this is really inspiring," and I will, you know, I will, I will really carry it for for the rest of my life, right? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And I think, uh, uh, in other words, like uh, you you've mentioned, I think we're not we're not ju- uh, we're not selling uh, how uh, a prod uh, how uh, a design will look like, but we're selling how would you know how would resonate with with people who use it, with people yeah. who sell it as well, right? Or your your clients, and uh, and that's you know that's something that. You know, uh, that's that that that's pretty much sum up uh, what yeah. really uh, a good design is, and yeah. you know, 
right there, meat and potatoes from Dustin. So make sure you noting uh, noting it up. So I'm noting right now. So I'm uh, I'm really learning some practical insights here. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, because um, I tell I tell other designers who ask me this, it's like, how do I design for this and that? Because sometimes uh -huh. their their client is this. So when that happens, I ask my client, wait, um, will your clients buy this? Because at the end of the day, um, you are my client, but you have your own clients. We're designing it not just for you, but for your clients. So will your gotcha. audience like it? Even if your taste doesn't match with their taste, but at the end of the day, they are going. They are the ones who's going to buy your product, and we have to serve them, not our own personal taste, but their taste. So there. yes, hundred percent. And it's I know it's hard, right? So it's hard, but you know I think it's really worth it if you find a way to really change your change the way how you look at uh, on your how you look at things when it comes to your design process. Yeah, uh, like what Dustin said right and uh, and uh, honestly you know uh, when i'm just getting started uh it's parang hin wala to sa list ko of priority no so mm -hmm. and i just want to make cool stuff you know design good yeah. good design and then at the end of the day uh hindi natin at the end of the day hindi natin nabebenta or hindi natin uh, nasisell yung value noon kasi we don't uh, we don't have that right mindset and then right yeah. process. And, uh, yeah, yeah, because we were too young. We, we yeah, we're too know. young, right? <laughs> we didn't know. So that's okay, right? So you have, I think you would learn uh, it along the way, like what Dustin, yeah, but uh, even well, like what we point, mentioned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but even at this point, we're still learning, right? And that's the beauty of our, mm -hmm. our field is because it challenges you to actually learn every day and new projects have different challenges and that is what excites me always yes 100 percent. so yeah uh that's that's thing. uh just a little you know an another questions from from me here so uh if if anyone who wants to you know uh wants to start their career and at the same time put a little touch of history you know what 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 you would recommend what what's the best practical advice that you could you know that you could give to them well i think hitting two birds is really mm -hmm. big enough for for a person i think uh if you're just starting just you know just solve people's problems if you're a designer right so uh -huh. so i think that's the main focus is to because designing is problem solving. So that should be the main focus um, that you should be doing. And really have this heart for the client. I think empathy goes a long way. Because when you when you feel the client's problems, what happens is you tend to understand it on their level. Now you also want to do the best for them. Because you're also a stakeholder when you're a designer you're a stakeholder in the situation mm, yeah. uh, right away so there you're part of the solution now so that's i think that should be one of the things that we should be thinking about when it comes to you know even when you're starting 
think about how how what are the things that you can contribute or add value to you know to your clients that's yes. that's for me that's the ultimate 100% yeah and it's still uh you know still an uphill battle even for those professionals right yeah <laughs> it's you know <laughs> it's a I don't trial think and error I've scratched <laughs> a lot already i mean i mean at this point yeah. last I'm year 2020 2020 uh-huh. was my 10th year um in wow like in design but i don't think that i have i've barely scratched anything at all but again for me that's that's the beauty of of what we're doing is it's it's constantly challenging us when it comes to how do we deliver this how do we solve this so there yes there you go so uh, I think that's that's it, right? So oh, there's wow. a lot of things out there uh, on on the things that you mentioned, right? So uh, uh, we've we've kind of mentioned the exciting things ahead for graphic mm-hmm. design in the Philippines, right? And yes. I wanna uh, I wanna get some insights from you as well about this. Uh, what, what's you know what what's your you know uh, vision or what what are the things that you know you could probably share for anyone who are listening right now about the graphic design in the Philippines? Okay, um, for one, um, for me, the development of type designers, that's one. Um, with emerging movements like Tipong Filipino, Type 63, Filipino mm. type, um, that's a good start already when it comes to like a resurgence Right now, there are so many illustrators, there are so many brand people, um, design studios popping from uh, everywhere. And what excites me is this, that we are finding designers, great designers, not just in Metro Manila. Because there are other um, great designers out there. For example, um, if you go to Cebu, Happy Garaje, um, uh, Maika Arnado, um, when you go to Mindanao, you can you can find uncurated studio Carl Aguro. Man, there are so many great designers. Um, not it's not just saturated here uh, in Metro Manila, but uh, it's everywhere. And that's that's a that was a discovery for me in mm. in in doing ISO design that there are so many designers, not just in Manila and my vision is to elevate also the design taste of others because even if say i've mentioned some great names of designers from other parts of the philippines but there is a lot more that needs to be done so much more yes 100% and i'm having goosebumps right now because you know mentioning you know those exciting things right and uh although you know it's a lot of hard work but you know parang tayo na yung kinabukasan we're the future right <laughs> the future is now yeah. so uh, creative right creativity you know yeah. pinoy we're we're all over the philippines at the same time uh, kinikilala tayo sa uh, locally uh, local that lo- not only locally but uh, abroad as well so yeah. you know that's super exciting and I, I want to see more on you know unveiled that curt mm. you know curtain well, yeah. you know, pick at least pick a little bit mm. <laughs> kung mm-hmm. ano yung nandon di ba 
So what you know? Uh, so hopefully you know for anyone who just getting started there, you know, for or anyone who are already doing their part, contributing on on the on our you know on our history, you know, on our future as a as a designer or creative Filipino creative. So you know, just you know, just keep at it, right? Yeah, and, uh, definitely. <laughs> let's go with let's go on, right? Yeah. What's what's your I know what's your message to them, Dustin? Speaking of that, hey man, um, I my 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 message is this: like they should be you know be excited for the things uh-huh. that they should be doing because it's already whatever that they do, it's already part of a design history. It's it's a matter of mindfulness. By mixing mindfulness in the process, not just making things that are beautiful, but also things that are are really, I I think culturally um, involved, so to speak. So those things, I'm really excited for the things that I will still be seeing. For example, uh, to give another example, um, Aaron Amar with the types Cubao and Quiapo. So those things are landmarks like. We already know these things subliminally, but it's just that it was Aaron who made it happen through digital ways yeah. that now mm-hmm. it's easier for us to create um, like digital signages because of Aaron. But it's already there. For It's like what I did for Cavite, Arma type. It's already there. It's just that it was digitized so that other people can see. But it's already yes. ingrained mm-hmm. in our subliminal. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's that's super exciting. Thank you for so much for sharing that, Dustin. And uh, before we, you know, uh, uh, wrap up this podcast session, so uh, well, do you have any like uh, book recommendation for uh, graphic designers or you know uh, oh, professionals wow. or anyone who just getting started as well or want to boost? Their career in in terms of graphic design. What's your books recommendations? If you have book one, rec- could you? I have. Yeah, I have lots mm-hmm. of book recommendations. <laughs> uh, let me I check. I have all day. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, well, you don't. I, uh, well, the podcast is limited to I don't know. So for one, I have um, because I'm a brand designer. I'm a logo designer. I I would mm-hmm. start with Logo Design Love, with by gotcha. David Airy. So. Um, David Airy is an Irish designer, so he created this uh, book. He, he was also the inspiration behind ISO Design because he was curating designs mm. um, in his place. So I was like, I, hey, no one's doing it for us. So that's, that's what got me thinking about ISO Design. So Logo Design Love. Another book is Win Without Pitching Manifesto by Blair Enns. I think it was also mentioned, it's being mentioned constantly at... Chris Doe's podcast, The Win Without Pitching Manifesto. It's so good. I read it twice because it was so good. Wow. Uh, gotcha. Another book would be, I'm reading this book right now called Good Services because it's not just, um, because design, again, is about service, services, right? So Good Services is a book that tackles what constitutes of uh, what's what's a good service so it makes you think not just about hey i'm doing some nice things nice looking things but am i actually hitting the service that they need so sometimes 
we don't really need to delve just on, hey, I need to design, I need to just redesign books. No, you have to widen your search. You have to go beyond. Uh, sometimes the gems of learnings would not just come from design books. It's from other books. Um, so they're, they're good services. And if you go gotcha. beyond, what other books? Ah, The Rules of Work. I have that one from Templar. Uh, it discusses about ethics of a of a of a an employee. Sometimes I think myself as an employee because I'm employed by someone else. So there, it's it's because as a designer you also have to think about your values. So what are your values? So you have to think about it. Gotcha. That's it, right? So logo design oh, wow. love. Yeah. Win without pitching and good services, right? Yes. And then the rules of work. So yes. for anyone who you know who who haven't uh, taking notes, so you could show you could check that out on our show notes below. I will I will put okay. all those amazing uh, recommendations. We don't get commissions, right? Justin. We don't get commissions. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have that. <laughs> Here's my promo code for this book. No <laughs> kidding, we don't. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a service here. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. So yeah, Dustin, thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, before we wrap up this all, last question. So mm-hmm. you know, in birds' eye view, you know, in general. So imagining that you're flying high, you know, see oh. seeing this, this uh, great designs, you know, great communities, great design communities, right? Or designer. So what's your best practical advice for them? Wait, what? Sorry. So how to how does how does that work? Like. If I'm seeing from a bird's eye view, so let's what would be let, my... Yeah, what's your best practical advice for them to you know to really uh to really uh, aspire their you know to really push their their passion you know push further when it comes to their skills you know or started start their passion project you know anything you know that uh, that could really you know that could really uh make them you know make them uh uh work you know I, I don't know what i'm saying pero parang kasi i always ano i always ask my guests yes. kung ano yung best practical advice nila uh, oh. kung ano yung uh, kung lalo na dun sa mga filipino creatives na who want to follow their passion and purpose you know so parang oh. ganun so does it make sense okay 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 ulitin ko ulitin ko yung question so got it uh, okay yeah. Before we wrap up this uh, podcast episode, Dustin, what's your best practical advice in bird's eye view, right? Okay. Uh, for those Filipino creatives who, who you know, who really want to follow their passion and you know pursue their purpose. Oh, okay. So I've said that. I think I've said this earlier, but you know what? Your your question is really hard. <laughs> that it's that hard. I mean, it's easy to listen to, but it's hard <laughs> to answer. But I, I if 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 I could you know, um, in years of doing design, because well my experience is six years in six years in corporate, four years oh no this is my fifth year fifth year when it comes to freelance or solopreneur so I don't know which works better so, um, my. The thing that I that really resonated with uh, others, that's why I get projects, is because 
your willingness to add value to people. I think that would be my biggest, for example, superpower, I think. It's the willingness to add value to people. It's not just you. Um, the reason why you're solving another person's problem through design is because they have some problem. So if you think of a project thinking that, hey, how can I add value to what you're doing? Everyone wants to hear that. That, hey, this person wants to help me, wants to add value. And if you have that posture every single time, like, hey, so how can I, how can I help you? How can I help you achieve your goal? That has worked for me every, every single time. Because when I say that I want to add value to you, I'm also putting a stake into, into, into the situation because I'm also part of the solving team, right? So, so if it doesn't work, I also have a part why it did not work. It's not everything, but you have mm-hmm. a part in it. It's like putting yourself, again, putting yourself in the client's shoes that they have a problem. I'm now part of solving it. So that for me is, if you want to succeed, think about how do you add value to others? So that's my answer. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much, Dustin, for that. I think no, 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 super thank powerful. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, man. And uh, for those who are, you know, listen, uh, listening right now, so... Uh, Uh, hopefully they're still listening. So we're we're almost one oh, hour hope. talking here. <laughs> so what, what's your you know uh, where they could find you? Uh, what's uh, what's the best link if they want to reach out with you? If they want to uh, learn more about your works, you know your great works that you are putting out there. What's the links that you know that we could add on our show notes below as well? Oh no, I. I hope they don't. I hope they don't find me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the best place uh, that you should be looking at would be not just not me. I would rather point them to ISO Design because um, ISO Design hosts um, a lot of designers, a lot of other great designers as well, and I want them to see the diversity. Of and creativity of the Filipino designer, so I'd rather point them to I saw design. So if you could check in Facebook, I saw design PH. If you could go mm-hmm. to Instagram, it's at I saw design dot PH. So there, um, I, I I guess you'd 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 also share that in the show notes. Like I'd rather point them to I saw design, but um. If if they really want to see, it's dustincarbonera.com. Just plain and simple, dustincarbonera.com. Gotcha. There you go, dustincarbonera.com. So for anyone who are listening right now, so ISO Design PH, right? And yep. dustincarbonera.com. So I'll put that on our show notes below. So all yeah. the uh, all the things that you know, or or rather a summary of the things that we uh, talk about. In this amazing uh, podcast episode, so you could check that out on our show notes below. So uh, you could uh, you could follow the podcast as well on any of your favorite podcasting app. Uh, actually, major podcasting app like oh, Apple wow. Podcasts, iTunes, right? It's available now as well on Amazon Music, man, uh, by a web app or Audible. So you could just search the Design Lab Show, and you you could check all the great episodes. 
including uh, this episode with Dustin. So uh, it's also available on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, I uh, tune in, Radio Public, right, and Alexa Podcast. If you have one on your on your house or on your home, so just 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 play, you know, just uh, just say uh, play the podcast, the Design Life Show on Apple Podcasts. You know, you you know that already. So that's it. So and uh, and if you want to learn more, for anyone who are listening, you could go to thedesignlifeshow.com. That's the design liveshow.com to learn more about if you want to learn more about this you know crazy mission right so uh, giving more meaningful content creating more meaningful content for the uh, creative uh, community especially filipino creative community so check that out uh, if you haven't already again dustin man thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast and Amen. i no, hope thank you you enjoyed it yeah, I hope you enjoyed it yeah <laughs> yeah i did i mean thank you so much for even but i didn't expect your invite to be honest so like i'm, I'm like i'm seeing this Bucket. podcast from from uh from afar and then it's like oh that well, that would be nice to be there but hey i'm here right now so Man. thank you so much <laughs> so, yeah yeah if you could you know uh send me as well some recommendations that i could you know uh, invite here on the podcast, right? Or, sure. you know, uh, I'm very open to co- collaborate. So, yeah, thank you so much again, Dustin. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. And that's it. So, thank you so much, guys, for listening again to the podcast. And I really appreciate it. For those people who are asking me on how to support the podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of contents. You can also support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls and you can also shop courses and tools online to design the life you really deserve by visiting my shop at shop.jcrestevis.com and you can book a call today i don't buy it just let me know guys so the last one would be also by listening and to all the podcast episode and previous episode and however you support my message uh, how, however small that is uh, more than enough and it means the world to me so thank you so much and see you again next time <laughs>